Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 87 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I've got a fantastic guest today. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Esty. I am really excited to chat with you. We, we're going to get into some stuff that I don't think we've ever spoken about on the show before. So guys, Scott Reeve formed Reeve Law as a full-service law firm that focuses on developing strong relationships with clients with one simple goal in mind, make your legal life easier, man after my own heart. You know what I say, more money, less headache. With over 20 years of experience in business law and estate planning, Reeve Law is out to revolutionize the legal industry by eliminating outrageous hourly fees. Guys, drooling get, this is good. As a speaker, Ziggler certified coach and trainer and diehard American, Scott aims to help business owners and entrepreneurs protect and grow their business as America's legal coach. Nice bio, Scott. Someone wrote that really nicely. I don't know who did it. But, yeah, they did, did a good job. <laughs> Let's see if I can live up to that. So one of my first questions for you, and I get this a lot from starter entrepreneurs, and I think later in the show we'll get into the more advanced stuff, but just the basics. People come to me all the time. They're like, okay, what do I need to do to start a business? And I always say, nothing. <laughs> right? I get, it depends on what you want to do, right? But right. like people who are going into service and they just want to start billing out, you know, and I always say, you know, check with your legal counsel depending on your industry and insurance and in the healthcare space is different. But overall, yeah, as a sure. general you can be fully legal. You go, you start billing, you report it on your taxes. Am I wrong? Am I right? You can, yes. You know, you can definitely do that. Um, is, is it the best way? Maybe not. Okay. But yeah, you can, I can buy a, buy a tablet and I'm in business um, as a sole proprietor, but there's some real dangers lurking there. Um, but, you know, in, in real transparency, when I started my firm, which will be March will be 15 years ago. Uh, for about two months, I was a sole proprietor. Got it. So what would we, and maybe you can tell we got deeper into this later. Are there any like quick rules or little things or is it very complex what people would need to know, like depending on their industry and what they're trying to do? The, the basics are not complex. They're simple and they pretty much apply across the board. Okay. Really. So what are the basics? Yeah. So the, I mean, the basics are you want to get first things first and you want to nail down these two things. You want to, you want to have a legal entity. So you're not um, a pro proprietor where you're exposed to the world. All your personal assets are exposed to liability. So you want to set up an LLC. It's not hard to do. It's not expensive. You need to do it right, but it's not hard to do. The second thing you need to do is make sure whatever brand name you've chosen is really available. The, Worst thing would be to, to build your brand on someone else's brand, then then come down on you, sue you for infringement, and you have to start over, right? So you want to set up the LLC and then name it something that you can trademark, register that trademark, and then you're ready to roll this out to, to the market. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't already have started and maybe generated your first client or two or your first sale or two to test, uh, to test the market. But as soon as this is more than a hobby, you need to do those two things. And that generally is in the first couple of months. And if you're capitalized um, and you're not bootstrapping it, then it should be the first thing you do. There's no reason not to do it. Love that. Okay, so 
let's say someone's not capitalized. Let's say they're just, they just want to start billing out as a coach, consultant, graphic designer, real estate property manager, like whatever, right? They've got an idea, you know, in our, in our business idea bootcamp program, we help people figure out if their idea has what it takes. We put it through bootcamp and if not give it the basic training that it needs. And so one of the things I always tell people is, and again, we're, we're going to hash this out because you're the expert here. I'm like, don't, and I want to make sure I'm not leaving them wrong, but I'm like, don't go through all that insane legal hassle when you've got no idea if their business is going to work at all. They invest all this money and time and energy and they do these things that you say, and I'm sorry to pick on you like right out the door, but like they do so much work and energy and they file legal and they pre-search a trademark and then they never sell a single thing. So I'm like, sell first, legalize after. Yeah, I, and I get that. The I think what I would do is, is you know, most of our clients are doing a lot of things uh, digitally, right? So we're selling on Facebook, we're selling with Google ads. Um, so what I would probably recommend is that they test what they're trying to sell with some ads, um, but not actually sell it. So see if you can get some interest in people actually clicking through to your ad that they're interested in your product. If you get that interest and you figure out what that measurement would be, whether it's good or not, then you really need to do that. Because here's the thing. It may just be a startup business. You may make a couple of sales, but if you do something wrong in those first couple of interactions, or if there's a liability event while you're doing that, then you're on the hook for it personally. And you can, I mean, you can form your LLC that's step one for usually around a thousand dollars or less. Um, and so that's not a very big investment to make sure that you don't have some bigger liability. Like if you, somehow infringe someone's copyright while you were launching this business because you weren't careful with what you put on your landing pages. Um, and suddenly you get a, a cease and desist letter and pay thousands of dollars for copyright infringement, of which there's no defense. Uh, then, you know, you just cost yourself $5,000 instead of a thousand dollars by making sure you were set up right and having proper legal counsel. So I totally get what you're saying. Um, but if you really are going to be, uh, opening a business, then it's, it, it's, it's serious and you should make sure that you're protecting it because it could cost you more than you're going to make. So, the, so I guess I'm saying there's the other side of that coin, right? Yeah, you could spend $2,000 doing all these things in the first few months to launch a business that only lasts six months. But you could also do not spend the money up front and create a liability event that costs you more than a couple thousand dollars uh, because you didn't jump through the legal hoops that no one wants to jump through. And I totally Interesting. Because I've always been thinking about it as like, you know, again, I tell people from day one, you have to sign contracts with everybody, right? You have a contract with every vendor, you have a contract with any client. And in those contracts, you have mediation clauses and you have all the things that'll, you know, obviously you write the contract, you know, once you get it reviewed by a lawyer before you go out the door, but those contracts protect you from anyone that you work with coming after you, but you're bringing a totally different point, which is it could have nothing to do with a specific business arrangement. You could just trip over something unexpected out of the blue and someone could come after you. And if you have the LLC, there's nothing for them to come after. Is that the situation? That's correct. Because if it's a business, if it's, if it's a business activity, it's business liability, the member of the LLC uh, in all 50 of our States is not liable for, uh, for that negligence uh, or liability of the LLC. It does not come home to you. It stays in the LLC. Now they may be able to wipe out whatever small assets you have, but that's it. They can't come home. And so that's okay. a really small price to pay for that. Um, that setup, and that's and that's why we've structured our firm so differently, right? So we have the access plan where our entrepreneurs have access to me and my team on demand. 
Um, all of the plans have at least one LLC built into them. The higher level plans uh, have multiple. So that if you're trying to be entrepreneurial, if you're trying to launch a business, um, and maybe you're gonna launch five before one hits, you've got, you've got the ability to make sure that you're being proactive legally and you're not gonna step into what I call the potholes of business um, unintentionally. You, you're gonna have your eyes wide open and you'll have protection around you when you do that. So you know, this takes a little bit of preparation to make sure you, that you don't make a big mistake. And I get it, some people can't do that and, they're, um, and there are tons of stories, hundreds of thousands of stories probably of people that didn't do what I'm telling you to and have been super successful. But, you know, but it's the one person listening to us right now that jumps out and starts their business tomorrow and runs over a neurosurgeon while they're delivering their first product um, uh, that's going to, you know, ha have a problem. Um, I don't want to be negative, but it's just, it's in our society, there's 20 million lawsuits filed every year. Oh um, a lot of them are contract cases. They are. Um, but a lot of them aren't. And so you just got to be careful that you aren't exposing what you already have to this risky venture called entrepreneurialism, which is great. But anyone that tells you there's not risk there, um, they're kidding themselves. There, there's always risk. There is no free lunch. And so you've got to make sure that you're protecting yourself and your family when you go out and take that risk. I love that. Okay, cool. Okay, now I have 50 more questions, but I'm going to backtrack. Just like you said, you're doing this 15 years. How did you, how did you get into running your own business? And then I have like 500 million questions. Yeah, and I've been practicing 23 years, which because I got oh, wow. out of law school when I was 10, so I'm still really young. But <laughs> it's, it's gone super fast, but I've had this firm 15 years. Um, and I started my own firm like many people start their own businesses. I was a partner in a firm and we had a disagreement about what money, right? And so I had to launch out on my own to, so that I didn't have that disagreement anymore. And I'm probably at this point unemployable, right? I've been doing this. I've been, I graduated from law school in 96. I was a partner in the first law firm I was in by the, by 97. Um, every, every, I've been in three other law firms. I've always been um, an owner. So I haven't been an employee since 96. That's so, a long time ago. Yeah, so I don't know that I could go back to that. I was a good employee then. I don't know if I would be now. But the reason you I did it was- spoiled as a business owner. You're like, I would, but I do always tell people, if you're like, I just wanna be my own boss. I wanna run my own business. I'm like, dude, now you're gonna have 500 bosses because every client is your boss, yes. but it's still different. It's, it's still different. different and yeah. you control your own destiny, right? Yeah. If, I, if, I need, if I need money, I know that I can go find someone to sell a legal product or service to, to make money. Uh, I can coach someone in their business. There's several things I can do and create that. As an employee, I get what I'm, I get, right? I might have a commission or a bonus, but it's set up for me. I've, there's some sort of caps. I can't be cre as creative as you can as your own business owner. And so I wanted to have my own firm and run it my way. And so we created a very different type of law firm where like very little we do here is double by the hour, right? That's the typical way law firms work is you pay them, you give them a large retainer, they charge you by the minute and money flies out of your pocket. Well, that's not how we do things here because that creates a conflict between the client and the lawyer, right? Uh, they don't want to call you because it's going to cost money, but they need to call you because they might be making a mistake. So we eliminated that with what we call a subscription-based uh, legal services. So they pay a monthly fee for that on-demand service so that they can, they can call me a hundred times if they need to to make sure they're not making 
a big mistake. And so that's really a different model. We've been doing it full time here for seven years. In fact, our first client just came, our first subscription model client came in last week and renewed for the eighth year. So it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty fun doing it. Um, it's challenging. Um, it's challenging, but the other model is too. So I hear that. And then I, I'm going to ask the question on every service business owner's mind right now, which is how in the world do you accommodate something like that? How do you balance your schedule? How do you make sure you're earning enough? How do you not get stuck with the people who will, you know, the vampire clients will suck all your blood out. Um, like how, because when you bill hourly in a service business, you're also essentially protecting both parties. Right. Um, so, so I, I do hear the flip, but I, the service business owner's nightmare is running a subscription where you're given unlimited anything and you get a vampire in and you're like, ah. Yeah, you fire them. That's, that's easy to fix. Yeah, so yeah, we, we definitely fire the vampire. You fire the client. Yeah, but the, uh, you know, and I, I hired my first business coach to help me create this, right? I had no idea. I had this vision of what I wanted to do. Uh, and I went through three coaches to find one that caught the vision and he'd never worked with a business lawyer before but he helped me uh, create this and he had, he ran um, a marketing company also. And so he was used to the subscription model because that's how they worked. Because the, the real problem with the hourly, at least from the, from the lawyer side, is if I can control either the time or the rate, I'm gonna make whatever I wanna make. And that's just the honest truth. No, but again, there's honesty. Like by us, we do hourly and we do packages, but I try to service everyone as fast as possible because otherwise I have no repeat business. Yeah. Um, in, in the legal business, there is repeat business because if you do because a good job, so desperate. The, it, the, yes. the authority is so different. Cause like in business coaching, I always, and, and the truth is in most business consulting arrangements, it's kind of like what you're talking about. I actually sat next to a business consultant. I remember one time at a dinner party and he's like, oh yeah, I work for XYZ big firm. We're not going to name names, mm -hmm. um, but a known, a known big consultancy. And I'm like, oh, cool. I also do business consulting, but I do, you know, specifically micro business around my own firm. And you were talking, I said, you know, my goal is to be dispensable. I don't want my clients to need me, but try to work as fast as possible, get them on their own. They come back when they need more newer things. And he's like, yeah, no. He's like, we try to build year long contracts. And as we head toward the end of the year, we make sure we leave loose ends that they have to renew it. I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> it's just like, you could only get away with that in a corporate space. In a micro business space, in my opinion, you will have the worst clients because you'll have the most desperate needy. To me, you have just a, how could you look yourself in the mirror when you do that? And you never get that like, you know what I consider viral word of mouth where people are like, wow, that was so much faster. That was so much better. I really moved in my business and I would totally recommend this because it's fast, it's quick and it works as opposed to, yeah, I'm working with my business coach for like, you know, two years and like, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> like what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The and legal is different. I do I've hear that. Both. It's like, I yeah. have a legal problem now, or I have a legal concern now. And every time I call you, it costs me money. So I don't know if I want to, because it's different. Cause the business coaching, I'm just like thinking this through out loud, the business coaching, you're calling cause you want to make more money. And sometimes you have a problem, but in legal, it's like, you don't want to lose money. You don't want to mess up. Yeah. And you're in your business, you're selling transformation. You can take them from point A to point D-E-F, wherever they want <laughs> yeah. to get this time. And then they may come back later and you'll take them from F to K, right? It's just however they want to do it. You can make those jumps for them. With us, we're offering them security, peace of mind, and protection. And the only totally way they can different. get that is to 
reach out to us. But we have, but um, you know, one of my biggest challenges is what you're, you know, is exactly what you're hitting on. And we've priced our model uh, to make to even magnify the problem that you've noticed. Like the range of our programs is three twenty-five a month to nine seventy-five a month, right? So, I mean, for thirty-six hundred dollars a year, you can have on-demand legal services, and but it's with limits. There, there definitely are limits uh, to it. You, yeah, it's not like you get every legal every legal thing that you could ever dream of. But uh, we've built the basics into the system to where we think that you've got enough that you won't need extra. And when you do need extra, then you bump up. Like today I was on the phone with a client that came in in August. They've made some really big strides. Uh, and now they've gone up a level of service, right? Um, and so before they become the vampire, we have that discussion. But I've really in seven years can only think of maybe one or two clients that have come close to overusing the system. It just, uh, it just tends to balance out. Okay, but then how do you manage your time? Like, let's say, you know, I'm just thinking this through from a logistical perspective. It feels like a logistical nightmare. It's one thing when you have on-demand that's like access to a portal or you have a flexible team that, you know, like part of how we built our team with, with contractors and subcontractors mm -hmm. is, you know, per diem, right? When something comes in, you're here. When it's not, not. To have all these people kind of sitting and then maybe they have work, maybe they don't, maybe it comes in. It's like, to me, it feels like a level of uncertainty I'd never want to deal with. Yeah, it's a, and the economy is perfect for it though right now because there are a ton of everything people- Everything is subscription on demand, SAS, everything. Well, and on the delivery side, there are a ton of lawyers that need a little bit of work. I hear, so you, that's where I see it can work. Meaning I'm looking at in my industry, I have so much specialized training that we do in our company for our other strategists and consultants that to put them through it and then have them maybe be needed, maybe not is something, but you could just have a bunch of lawyers in your pocket. And if there's work for them, great. We call on them. And if not, no problem. They got to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ah, there's the trick. I love it. I love it. And I think that an industry like yours, where there's a standard body of knowledge and you don't have to do the training, you could just take pre-trained people. So in accounting, this could work really well as well. We have many accountants who are looking for a little part-time work, trying to think of on their own, want some filler time, like Uber. You want to drive, drive. You don't want to drive, don't drive. Got a billion drivers. It's and, Uber for lawyers. And the way Uber works though, is it has, they have a great software uh, platform to make that work. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, like I said, there, there are many challenges to it and they're not, I don't have a lot of other people to go to who are dealing with my challenge. There are other lawyers delivering subscription models. Most of them are doing it at a higher level where it's two or 3,000 a month to get into the program. And there's, there's also some that are doing it at a much cheaper level in mass. Like I remember I met this yes. guy, it was almost like legal network marketing, it looked mm -hmm. like. I forgot the name of the company, but it was like a legal network marketing company. This guy was a total network marketer, even though like I know how to spot them. Like I could literally recognize them across the room. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're selling, but you're a network marketer. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I know that's what it is. <laughs> but there's some kind of legal network marketing where they got these guys, they're all out there. You get it on the subscription. They must have an army. They're like a billion dollar company. I really don't remember what it is, but they have such a cheap, they have like a hundred dollar in. But I guess the difference between something like that and you is just the personalization. Right? Like you're like a real human, you're, you know, someone that person could download, you talk to your clients, they could reach to you, they can speak to you. You're not some like faceless, nameless corporation based out of who knows where. 
Yeah, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that with them, you get whatever law firm they have in your area is on contract. Is that how they work? Yeah, I just remember the network marketing guy like yeah. trying to like chat me up and be mm -hmm. like, I see you need this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. something feels funny. I don't know what it is, but this is network marketing. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, the, you hit on one of the differences is the, is the relationship and we're selling relationship. We spend 20 to 30 minutes on the phone each month with every client. Nice. call them check-in calls because I have to build close relationships with the clients. I say me, my team has to, I don't do every call. Right. But, um, I was going to say that would be an unsustainable scaling model if you have to speak to every client personally. Yeah, right. But someone has to, and we, we have to build close relationships because the better we know the clients, then we can help spot problems for them. And the better they know us, the more transparent they'll be, which again, helps us help them. It's like if you go to a brand new doctor, it takes you a little while to really tell them everything that's wrong with me. Now you're younger and so you don't have anything wrong with you as I do, right? But uh, it's, you don't get super comfortable the first time, right? Uh, but after a few months, after five or six visits, you get more comfortable, you share more, and the more you tell your doctor, the more they can help you be proactive healthy from your health standpoint. And that's exactly I feel like in my generation, like I'm what you'd call an older millennial. I'm, I'm possibly a little older than I look. I've been told I look young. Guys, all of you listening, I've been told I look younger than <laughs> I really am. Um, I don't know. I feel like my generation, like I go to a doctor, I tell them everything. Like the people you should never lie to are basically your lawyer, your doctor, and your coach. Because <laughs> yeah, they can't help you. you I, yeah. I, I mean, I just met you today, but you seem like a very open person. Um, I think there are, are others of us that are a little more shielded and don't don't share everything we know every time. Um, I hear that. I always so go in with like, if I don't tell you, like when I started working yeah, with a business coach right. about a year ago, I'm like, I just downloaded A to Z. I'm like, we're going to go into this relationship. You're going to help me. Oh, no. You need to know A to Z. Oh. Now help. You're exactly right. That's a, that's how it should be. Um, but I've just found that even, right, even on the legal side, it just over time, things start to seep out and I'll go, oh, you, you hadn't told me you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hear that. And sometimes you, you don't even think of it. The truth is sometimes you don't remember it necessarily. So I hear that. Yeah. So stop doing that. And then, uh, but I wouldn't have known. No, no lawyer would have ever known had there not been uh, regular contact. Um, it's just, it just creates a totally different paradigm between lawyer and client where my clients like it when I call them because they're not worried about getting billed for it. Uh, we spend half of our time talking about what's going on in their life. In fact, the first question of every call it's what's going on in your world. Um, it's it's not a it's not all about business, right? It's about it's about the entrepreneur and what's happening in their life. And can I make sure that I create a a shell around them that protects them? That makes so much sense. But yeah. like pricing wise, yeah, I know many lawyers who bill out, let's say, at six hundred an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, again, it's, it's on the mid range. I would say it's like, yeah. it's not the low range, but it's not the high range either right. at three twenty five a month. If you're speaking to that client for half an hour, you would already be hitting what most lawyers would consider their basic hourly rate just on that before you do anything else to them. So I feel like this is only sustainable if you have really cheap people <laughs> to use. Well, yeah, I mean, there, uh, it doesn't cost a lot to have freelance lawyers uh, work on projects. Okay. So the most expensive thing that I do is actually talk to the clients, yeah. right? So the relationship part's the most expensive and, and truthfully, we don't want anyone to be in that. It's our startup level for very long. It's uh, we, it's, 
We make a profit, but it's not a lot. It's a very small. So the margin, profit really right? comes at the higher level. So it's lower yeah. at that level. And then once they bump up, that half hour call basically disappears inside their rate. And the other stuff you do, all the paperwork and filing, which is invaluable to the client, would take them much longer and cost them more anywhere else. Since you're experts in it, you can do it really quickly, really easily. And that's mm -hmm. where the money sits. Yeah. And so, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, you know, for example, Walmart could sell a lot more expensive things, but they don't because their idea is to provide the lowest cost items to, to the masses. And so we've chosen here that we want to be there for the startup entrepreneur that does not have a hundred thousand uh, dollars to spend on their business. We want to be able to help them get to that first hundred thousand. And the only way we can do that is to keep the price low. Um, when we started out seven years ago, our base plan was one ninety five a month. Oh wow! Yeah, um, that's and, super and, affordable. And my rates, my rates, you know, I'm I'm up at you hit you know kind of where my rate is. If someone's crazy enough to pay me by the hour, um, I highly discourage it. Yeah, no, I totally hear that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this.